Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Rob Report here on 970 WDAY AM 93.1 FM. Email talk at WDAY.com. I am Rob Port. Nolan is sitting in for Natil today. Nolan, how are you? I'm good. How are you, sir? Glad to uh, have you here, and uh, we're going to get you through your Thursday. And and this Thursday is actually my Friday because I'm off tomorrow. Ah. I'm, uh, I'm taking the day off. I'm, we're uh, we're heading to Bismarck. Uh, we got a special uh, tour lined up of the uh, North Dakota Heritage Center. So we're nice. taking the kids and everything, and uh, we're going to do that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Since they redid that Heritage Center, it's great. That's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, it's it's such a great – it's it's an absolute treasure. It's free. Yeah. 100% free. You just walk in. The exhibits are wonderful. You've got everything from, um, like, like archaeology and fossils, and, and, and then you've got state history. You've got, um, you know, all, going all the way back to uh, our, our, our Native American uh, friends and, mm-hmm. and, and their history. Uh, it's just, just a wonderful – it's an absolute treasure. If you're going through Bismarck, um, you should visit the Capitol. The Capitol itself is, is a thing to see, but oh, the Heritage yeah. Center is just a, uh, it's just a wonderful, wonderful thing. Uh, we're going to talk later in the program. Uh, Peter Teft is going to join us. He is the, uh, the the self-described white nationalist who has been making a lot of headlines in the Fargo-Moorhead region for uh, the last couple of weeks. Uh, we'll have him on the program uh, because there's been talk of a potential rally in Fargo. And is that really going to happen? And, and if it is going to happen, I feel like that's something we maybe need to prepare ourselves. But... We're going to have him on. I'm going to talk with him, too. I mean, his his family's been in the media. They're talking about, um, you know, disagreeing with his politics and, and all of that. So we're, we're going to talk with him about that coming up uh, at 1.30. Um, but for now, here's here's something that I want to talk about. Here's here's something that bothers me a little bit because it's, uh, Charlottesville is still dominating the, the, the national debate. And... A lot of the a lot of the controversy right now has been surrounding you know President Donald Trump and his comments, which which honestly I, I think are important. I, I think that's such a distraction. I mean, l- listen, I get it. President Trump speaks imprecisely a lot. He says intemperate and inflammatory things a lot. Um, but I think constantly focusing to the degree we are on the things that he is saying does a disservice. To the real issues. I mean, I I feel like we're we're so engaged in a pie throwing contest over whatever the, the 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 president dribbled out on Twitter most recently that we're not talking about real issues and real problems. That that bothers me a little bit. So, all that aside, it's it's been really interesting to me though that, that there's been this debate over. Well, you can't you can't say that there's more than one group of people that did something wrong in Charlottesville, because I think that's wrong. I I am not. I am not on the side of white supremacists. I'm not on the side of, of fascists or anything. I am a limited government conservative. I believe in individual liberty. I believe in people being able to live their lives the way they want to live them. Gay people, black people, Hispanic people, Muslim people, Jewish people. I just want everybody to have freedom to the, the greatest degree possible. Understanding that we got to have some laws because our freedoms intersect one another, and at those intersections, we have to create public policies to regulate those interactions. But beyond that, I generally just want people to live the way they want to live. That's it. I don't care what I don't care what skin color you are, what creed you adhere to. I don't care. That's where I'm at. So I'm not standing with the Nazis, but I, I don't I don't think it's standing with the Nazis to point out 
there was another group of extremists who showed up in Charlottesville. And they caused problems too. And it, it bothers me that people are talking about this other group as if they were okay, as if they were heroes, even going to the point of comparing them to World War II veterans. Right? There was a letter to the editor of the Fargo Forum today where a woman from Bowman, North Dakota, was suggesting that the you know anti-fa or, or anti-fascist or, or whatever they want to call themselves, that they were something akin to the Allied forces fighting in World War II because they were fighting Nazis too. Now, don't get me wrong. Resisting fascism is a heroic act. But rolling up into a political demonstration and beating people up is not a heroic act. To compare the anti-fascist, the anti-fire, whatever you want to call them, to compare them to World War II veterans is an insult to World War II veterans. There were no heroes in Charlottesville. All right? Nobody, nobody, nobody who was fighting in Charlottesville is a hero. You don't get to be a hero by rolling into Charlottesville and beating people up. I don't care what side you're on. That's not okay. Now, there is a point at which self-defense is warranted. There is a point at which resisting people, violence may be warranted in self-defense. But it's that's not what they were doing. That's not what was going on in Charlottesville. And it, it bothers me that this is what we're doing because I, I think it pretends larger things. Because my standard for free speech in America is that all speech is free speech. Even hate speech. Hate speech is free speech. And I, I think we're going too far down the line. We're hearing people saying hate speech is not free speech. We're hearing people say it's okay to punch a Nazi. Uh, we, uh, we, you know, we have people saying, uh, you know, it's okay to suppress, uh, you know, rallies of controversial speech. And it's not just Nazis. I mean, we're talking about mainstream conservative voices like lover, hater, and Coulter, who can't speak at Berkeley because her events get attacked by angry mobs. I am worried that that sort of thing is becoming acceptable. And so people out there saying that, that the people who rushed into that Charlottesville uh, white nationalist rally or the, the Unite the Right rally, the people who went there to disrupt and to beat up other people, to call them heroes, to compare them to World War II veterans, I think that speaks to an attitude about free speech which is corrosive to the ideas that this country was founded on. What do you think? 701-293-9000, email talk at WDAY.com. Bob, you're up. What's going on? Okay, this is the way I look at this thing, and I want to apologize to all the listeners. This isn't the Bob show, but I sure have a lot to say this week. This all is right. what I have to say about this whole deal. Um, okay, we've seen these guys in black. We've seen, been watching these guys in black uniforms for a year at Trump rallies and Coulter, wherever a conservative's trying to speak. These people, they're, they go directly out of that Saul Ulinsky's handbook. Uh, what is it? The rules of racism or rule, no, rules, rules for radicals. radicals. Okay. You know what they are? Um, they're, they're communists. So we got the communists against the Nazis. You know, if I sound like a crazy man, so be it. But that's exactly what's going on. You know, they, they show up with these uniforms in the clubs and, the, and tear gas and all this and that. You know, for a year, year and a half, they've been at all these rallies. These Nazis, they came out when we started tearing down stuff. 
when we start tearing down our history. I'm not backing them up. I'm not for them at all. Not one, not one bit. But I'm just saying, we haven't. Heard, I've, I haven't heard a bit about them. But these other clowns, they've been showing up all over the country for over a year. And people that are blind and can't open up their eyes and haven't seen that, or they think, oh, Bob is making some stuff up, go go find out for yourself. That's what Bob, I suggest. Th- Bob, go find out for yourself and see what's going on. Bob, thanks for the call. You know, I, I don't understand. You know, we're, we're, we're talking about the, the Antifa movement. The white supremacists in Charlottesville who are waving Confederate flags and waving swastikas and Nazi uh, symbolism and everything else, they got a lot of attention. What about the people with Soviet flags? That's any better? How is waving a Soviet flag any better? The Soviet Union was an anti-Semitic regime. The Soviet Union resulted in the deaths of tens of millions of people, oppressed millions upon millions of people, killed millions and millions of people. It was a murderous regime. The body count for the Soviets is a lot higher than it was for the Nazis. Not that either is okay, but for crying out loud, can we at least apply an even standard? More to come straight ahead. 701-293-9000-888-970-9329. This is the Rob Report on 970 WDAY AM 93.1 FM. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Welcome back. Rob Report on 970 WDY AM and 93.1 FM. Email talk at WDY.com. We're uh, talking about, and, and listen, I, I don't think, I, I, I don't stand with, with the fascist. I am not a fascist. I am a conservative. I am a limited government guy. I believe in individual responsibility. I believe in individual liberty. But I am not going to classify as heroes people who show up and disrupt speech, other people's speech, no, no matter how hateful. The price of living in a free society is that sometimes you're going to be offended. Sometimes you're going to run across speech or ideas or expression that you find repugnant. And you know what? You're going to have to deal with it. Because that's what living in a free society means. So I'm not, no, I don't think you're a hero if you show up at, at a rally, and I don't care how repugnant the speech at the rally is, if you show up there with clubs and masks and body armor with the intent of disrupting and beating people up, you are not a hero. And you don't deserve to be compared to World War II heroes. I'm sorry. 701-293-9000, email talk at com. Uh, let's get to some calls. John, you're up. What's up? Good afternoon, Rob. Yes, sir. So, you know what floors me about this whole thing is it's the Democrats who are basically squeaking the wheel to remove all these monuments in the South, okay? And what what amuses me about Democrats is they fail to look back at their own history, at their own history of racism, at their own history where they gave birth to the KKK, put the KKK in power in the South, which was predominantly Democrat, which put in the Jim Crow laws in the South, which was predominantly Democrat, which fought the Republicans in Congress in 1957 and 1964 on Civil Rights Act legislation, which gave birth, fostered, and loved Margaret Sanger, the founder of Planned Parenthood, whose sole mission in her speaking was to eliminate the black race by genetic yeah. genocide. Yeah. You know, it just, I mean, it, Wood, it just Woodrow... 
Woodrow Wilson was a progressive Democrat. In fact, some some consider him to be sort of the the father of the progressive movement was racist. Absolutely and, racist. And, and, and I mean, we, we, we go down the list Roosevelt because where, where does it say uh, Al, Al Sharpton? Al Sharpton was just on television saying we shouldn't have public funds for the Jefferson Memorial in Washington, D.C. Thomas Jefferson, because he was a slave owner. Now, that's unequivocally true. That is an ugly part of Thomas Jefferson's history, of the reality of Thomas Jefferson. But to dismiss him and his importance to the founding of our country because of that one facet of of his story is ridiculous I, and where does it end i mean there, there was a protest they want to take down a teddy roosevelt statue in washington dc teddy roosevelt was the first president to appoint an african-american to a position of federal patronage teddy roosevelt was the first president to have a black person in the white house not as a servant but as a guest and they're going to take now I'm, I'm certain there are things in teddy roosevelt's history that by modern standards uh in, in terms of race would probably be considered uh, uncouth or untoward or even maybe even downright racist. I, I don't know. I, I can't think of examples off the top of my well, head. And, and, but maybe and, they're and there Rob, because you know, maybe he's a, one he's a thing man I of have his time. To say about the founding fathers that a lot of people very often overlook at history because I have toured a lot of the founding fathers, you know, original sites in the East. Sure. They, they treated their slaves with a, uh, a relative. Uh, don't, don't do that, though. Don't a, do a that, though, John. higher level standard. Yeah, come on. They that's, were still slaves, though, John. Well, I mean, let's, let's not. Let's... That's, that's undeniable, Rob. But, but again, their treatment of them versus the treatment of I don't... them in the deep south in the, no. in the 1800s. I don't, I, I, don't, I don't want to play that game. They had slaves. I, you know, I'm not going to whitewash that. Now, I don't agree well, with I'm, the idea that. I'm not that, whitewashing that... it. I'm, All just, right. I'm just pointing out historical no. Facts. Right. I, 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 I disagree with that a little bit, John. i got to keep moving, though. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Steve, you're up next. What's going on? Yeah, thanks for the opening monologue. I was spot on. It's too bad that it takes the one in the afternoon to get the voice of reason on this radio station. Yeah. Uh, I want to ask you a question, Robin. I'm not trying to set you up for anything. I know you've got one coming on later in the show, one, but how many racist, fascist, white supremacists do you know personally? Do I know personally? Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say I know. I mean, I've, I've got, you know, this Pete Teft guy who I've seen on Facebook a little bit. Uh, I know Craig Cobb. I don't know him personally, but I've spoken with him. I've interviewed him. Um, well, my I, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think. I, I don't really know any that, that are, like, committed, like, racists. I, I, yeah, I my, my point is this, you know, in recent days, I've heard it once. I've heard it a thousand times. These are the people that got Trump elected. Well, you know, then there should be hundreds of thousands of them around us in North Dakota because we went overwhelmingly for Trump. Yeah. They should be at our places of work. They should be our neighbors. They should be in our church. Where are these people if that's who put Trump in office? Yeah, I, I, th- I, I think you're right. I, I think the extremists who showed up in Charlottesville represent a very small slice, but, but a very noisy slice of our population i think that's a point well made steve thanks for the call 701-293-9000-888-970-9329 tim you're up what's going on hey rob i hope i'm not echoing something that was already said earlier because i didn't catch your whole show okay i'll tell you i think all of this goes back to a lack of education most okay. of these people at these protests couldn't tell you the difference between the the roman dramatic war and world war ii yeah. they don't know history and though these modern-day Nazis are reprehensible, let's not really give them the same rating as the people we fought in World War II. 
Yeah. These I mean, are a bunch I mean, of losers who have nothing yeah. else to do but drive around the country and protest. Well, let's uh, yeah. I mean, and let's 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 be careful that we're not making. I mean, because if we're going to say that, that the Antifa was was the Allied forces, then then I guess we're saying that the Unite the Right guys were Allied were were Axis Germany. I mean, were, were were Hitler Nazi Germany. I mean, come on, let's let's exactly. get some grip on on reality. But but I think this is it's it's social media. It's it's the the the. the the traditional media. I mean, they, they fan the flames of this stuff, and it gets out of control. I, honestly, I, I think sometimes I think, and I wish we could do it. I don't know how we begin it. I wish we could just ignore these idiots because I think if we started ignoring them, you know, giving you know, because their numbers are small, their ideas are stupid. Maybe we don't need to spend so much time talking about them. I don't know. I agree. Well, I got, I got a Tim. Uh, Tim, I'm sorry. I got to cut you off there. Class. Yeah, I agree. I gotta, I gotta take a break though, Tim. Thanks for the call. 701-293-9000, We'll be back right after this. Don't go away. Welcome back, Rob. Report on 970 WDAY AM and 93.1 FM. Email talk at WDAY.com. My guest now is Peter Teft. He describes himself as a white nationalist. He's made a lot of headlines, both regionally and nationally, because he attended the, uh, the the rally in Charlottesville and was identified there as a white nationalist. Uh, his family has written letters to the editor saying uh, that they, they don't agree with his politics. They don't agree with his point of view. That's been described widely as them disowning him. Um I have Peter with me now to talk about some of that. Peter, first of all, welcome to the program. And second of all, I, I hear it everywhere that, that you describe yourself as a white nationalist. What exactly does that mean? I mean, what's what's the organizing principle of being a white nationalist? Yeah, I want to clear that up. I never described myself as a white nationalist. Uh, I described myself as a pro-white civil rights activist. But I'm, thank you for bringing that up so I could clear that up for everybody. I did want to clear up some other things, uh, mostly about... Uh, What's been the biggest news that's come out of this, um, I mean things when I say things. You know, our family is deeply patriotic. The Tefts have been in, in this country since revolutionary days. Teft is Gaelic for Taylor. We know how to weave a story. So here's the thing. Uh, I'm also a fourth-generation uh, immigrant on my mom's side, uh, so I have a, you know, a deep soft spot for the Slavic people, so all this anti-Russia rhetoric in the news you know has me uneasy as you could probably imagine there is uh currently a teft serving as our ambassador to russia right now so that's ironic okay. enough as far as my nephew is concerned if uh well, let's let me let's let's hold, hold on before we and, Pete, Pete, well people hold on before we get into that i because I, I want to talk about that in a moment but first of all let's let's talk about the the letter that that your father wrote i mean he basically said you're yeah, not I'm welcome getting to that, that, sir. That, that, that's what i'd like to finish my statement oh as far as my nephew is concerned uh, militant communists and Antifa, if they are that dumb to think we haven't infiltrated every regional group they have in the greater Europe, they are sorely mistaken. That includes America. If CNN wants to use my nephew without also interviewing me to tear apart our family, we will put it on full display. Jacob did a fantastic job. I will see that Jacob is not associated, or my family is, in any way with this group that is correctly being characterized as domestic terrorists in Europe and America. To be honest, Jake's going to go well, down Pete, in history I, as a full Pete, I, I, I need, I need to be able to ask you. 
Pete, I tell I, the I, truth. I didn't, what he did Pete, was much greater. He commanded authority. He moved the masses. He brought even more. Pete, I didn't bring you on to give a on speech. Our issues and I wanted to have ahead. a. I wanted to have an interview. I wanted to have an interview with you, Pete. And and you're. I didn't. I didn't agree to you reading a statement. So, um, I I I, I want to ask you some questions. Can I ask you some questions? Sure. Okay. Go ahead. Um, let's let's talk about the letter the editor that that your father wrote. He said essentially that you're not welcome at family events. That that they I, some have described it as them disowning you, uh, but that you're welcome back if if you change your your beliefs. When you read that letter, how did that make you feel? Uh, I've spoken with my father, and I encouraged him to write that letter. We're currently in a uh, political climate that's very anti-white it's very dangerous to be pro-white or to be associated with anyone that's pro-white there's more kids in his family than me and he's looking out for all of our interests are you suggesting he wasn't sincere in that letter i'm suggesting that the media is going to try and spin this to break apart families and we're going to put it that on full display for them my family's deeply patriotic they love me uh, it's certainly not true that he, that in the letter it said that I was disowned. That is being taken out of context and uh, being pushed around, and it's not very appreciated by him. And we were all aware that this was going to happen, and uh, we plan on exposing it. The hashtag, you, you are racist, has been shut down and is being investigated for uh, civil rights violations and harassment. So we feel, it's ne- you know, I feel it's necessary now to tell the truth to everyone that my family was threatened, including my 13-year-old niece, and that uh, we're not going to take well, it and we're going to stand up. You know, my family's all pro-life. I think it's... We're all Pete, right at center, I, and we don't appreciate yeah. being harassed. Well, Pete, I, I, I honestly, I, I find some of your statements and, and some of I, I am not with you politically on, on, on your positions, but I don't think anybody deserves to be harassed or, or threatened because of their, their politics. Um have have you considered it all i mean i mean given i mean obviously your your family has some level of of your politics gives your family some level of heartache you know when i i read I, i'm a father and when i read your father's letter i mean it it really struck something in me emotionally i think he's really struggling with your beliefs has that caused you at all to to, to pause and, and and to reconsider or at least think about a, a, again where, where where you're at with some of your politics as I said, my family was threatened. Uh, my father wrote what was the safest thing to write for our family in this po- anti-white political climate and anti-right. Um, as I stated on other publications, that it's currently hate speech to can, to talk a girl out of a, an abortion. So they made pro-life speech hate speech. Uh, this is an attack fundamentally on our identity as traditional uh, Europeans and uh my organization that I work with is going to stand up against that. Well, let me let's 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 move on. Are, are you planning an event for the Fargo Moorhead area uh, coming up in October? I, I think was the was the month I'd heard. I mean, is that is that a real thing? Is that something that's going to happen? Yeah, October is not uh, set in stone, but it would be uh, near uh, the end of autumn. What I mean, can, can you give us any details? I mean, it sounds like you're planning it, but I mean, what what? What can people expect? I mean, obviously, they saw what happened in Charlottesville. I think a lot of people are apprehensive about what this could mean for the community. What Can, can you tell us what you're planning? Well, yeah, you know, the, the purpose of these events is uh, to focus on regional 
issues that are being that are affecting uh, people. You know, being in the Midwest, we aren't seeing the sort of uh, uh, intense liberal uh, policies that are uh, infringing on people on the right, civil rights, such as uh, taking down monuments and things of that nature. So, you know, we would like to focus it on a greater, uh, you know, possibly a, a greater uh, descriptive of what it means to be on the right. Uh, you know, we'll probably focus on pro-life and uh, bringing attention to the work that uh, many people in the community do and uh, speaking out about that. 701-293-9000, if you want to join the program, email talk at WDAY.com. Now, I'm, I'm reading, this is from uh, the Fargo Forum uh, yesterday. Uh, they say that your nephew is saying that, that he wants there to be a counter-demonstration, and this is a quote from the report. If there's a Nazi rally in Fargo, there will be counter-demonstrations. There are too many good progressive people in Fargo for there not to be, uh, Jacob Scott Weaver, who apparently is your nephew, said. So... He is saying that if you hold a rally, there should be a counter-demonstration. Are you worried at all about things getting violent? Well, that is part of the plan. You know, we want to bring attention to this. Um, if that uh, means so that we Violence to... is part of the plan? Is that what you... That's, can, can you, can, yeah, can, yes, can you... sir. We, we're, we're aware that uh, people are outraged when we speak our mind and speak the truth about things. Okay, so, so I, we, is, is, we, we do expect that when we host an event that there will be outrage. And uh, as far as the numbers of people in Fargo, I think uh, that uh, probably was put in there, you know, to ensure that it would be printed. Are, are you prepared to take any steps to try to, try to avoid violence or, or, or to avoid anything getting ugly like we saw in Charlottesville? Oh, yes, sir. Our organizations have a long track record of working well with the police. Okay, uh, I got some I got some calls. Uh, Karen, you're on first. Go ahead. My grandparents were German immigrants from Romania, and you make me ashamed to be a white American. Pete, go ahead. Do you have a response okay, to that, Okay, you know, I don't really know, you know, she uh, said what she felt. Okay. Uh, I hope to uh, prove her wrong, and right. I hope to Karen? convince her one day that white people also deserve civil rights. Karen, thanks for the call. We've got another Pete who's called in. Go ahead, Pete. Listen, I'm a hardcore conservative myself, but just like the uh, the interviewee, um, do all lives matter and are all souls equal? I'm just curious if you'd go on the record to answer that. Pete, uh, Pete, I, I think the question is: do, do you believe all lives matter? In that, you know, black. Muslim, Jewish, whatever, do you think all human lives matter the same? Yes, of course. Well, there's no objective way to measure any one person or any one group over the other in the sense that we're all unequally, measurably unique. We're all equal, yes. So so what is it, I mean, when, when you attended a rally at which, you know, people were holding up symbols like, like swastikas, Symbols like the Confederate flag, which, which have deep racial connotations. I mean, the Confederate battle flag represented a, a military and, and governmental organization that organized itself around supporting the institution of slavery. Nazi Germany, um, you know, oppressed and brutally murdered Jews, among other people. Uh, so I mean, when, when you're at a rally where those sorts of symbols are being displayed, 
I mean, do you agree with those symbols? I mean, how, how, how does that make you feel when, when you're, you're there marching side by side? And, and I, I don't know, maybe you were holding some of them too. I mean, those symbols, I, I think most, most, most of us look at it and say those are hateful things. So, I, I mean, how, how do you associate yourself with those things? Well, I imagine you seeing those is similar to someone uh, objectively looking at a Black Panther sign or a uh, or an Antifa sign. You know, these groups also have a history of violence, and uh, it doesn't seem like there's much outrage to them. As far as the Confederate flag and the swastika go, I don't have any heritage that... Uh, you know, is affiliated or is associated with any of those two symbols. But, uh, you know, if those but you know the uh, history behind people them, right? choose uh, to express themselves, uh, who, you know, where I don't agree with them, I agree with their ability to express themselves. But if, but if, you, if you're marching in the same march with somebody who's holding up a swastika, you don't see anything problematic about that? And I do want to uh, add that uh, Jason Kessler made it a very clear that there weren't uh, to be any swastikas or Roman saluting from our guys, and I think they did a really good job. I think any pictures that you may have seen with the swastika flag specifically were uh, either photoshopped or they were well, planted. And as far as I'm concerned, I did not see any swastikas, so I'll go on the record saying that. All right. Well, Pete, I, I, I think we're out of time. Thank you for your time. Um, I... Honestly, I, I find a lot of your politics pretty pretty tough to take, but I'm happy to talk with you, and, and I hope maybe that's that's the spirit we could take this in, is let's just keep talking to each other and try to find common ground. So I appreciate you coming on. Yeah, can I just make a quick plug real quick? If anybody sure. would like to get a uh, description of the events, you can go on therightvoice.net, and Jason Kessler, the organizer of the event, uh, is working with people to create a timeline for the events. All right, Peter, thank you for your time. Thank you, sir. 701-293-9000, 888-970-9329. Email talk at WDAY.com. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Welcome back. Rob Report on 970 WDAY AM, 93.1 FM. Email talk at WDAY.com. I'll get through some of these emails. I, you know, people... People, I got a couple of messages when I announced that that Peter Teft, who's the the um, I guess I guess he's not a white nationalist. He he describes himself as a pro-white civil rights activist. Um, I don't know. I I don't know how you could say you're pro-white. Listen, I'm pro-people. I'm I'm just pro-humanity. That's where I'm at. I I don't like this a pro-black, pro-pro-white, whatever. I don't like splitting things up. I'm pro-humanity. But anyway. That's Pete Taft. And people ask me, why, why would you have him on, on the show? And I'll tell you, because I think it's important to talk to people, right? I, I, I think the problem is a lot of people who get caught up in the sort of politics that Pete's caught up in, I think they're people who feel isolated, people who feel angry. And I'm, I'm not sure what we solve by isolating them further or by insulting them or, or whatever and, and making them angrier. Um, you know, I, we, we ultimately can't control what these what people are going to do and there's going to be some people in the world who are just monsters but maybe if we just keep talking to each other and we try to reach out we we can we can mitigate some of this extremism mitigate some of the violence and and, and just try to try to find a place where, where we're talking instead of fighting i guess that's what i'm trying to say and, and by the way along those lines and I've, i think i've mentioned this before 
Great documentary. I'm pretty sure it's on Netflix, but you can probably find it streaming or DVDs or whatever. It's called Accidental Courtesy. Courtesy. Uh, it's about a, a black man who gets people out of the Ku Klux Klan, out of some of these hate groups, by talking to them, by becoming their friend, by going to their churches, by inviting them over for a barbecue. He just He just jumps in. He talks to them. He finds ways that they can talk to each other, things they both like. He becomes their friend. And what he's found dozens and dozens of times, hundreds of times, I think, is that they let go of some of the hate. That's not such a bad thing, is it? I want to plow through some of these emails. Uh, Don emails, it would be nice if people calling in knew what communists really are. Uh, let's see, Justin, Rob, I am a Democrat, but I agree with your take on this 100%. There are radical, violent factions on both sides. And just as we expect the GOP to condemn the alt-right, Democrats need to condemn violent left-wing radicals. The moderates from both sides need to come together and unite to condemn all hatred and violence. I, I agree, Justin. The center's got a hold. Uh, another emailer, Rob, your client, Bob, is exactly right. These pro-white white groups are coming out of the woodwork because of the uh, Antifa, Antifa, and uh, Black Lives Matter movement and the hypocrisy of the media and the left not calling out these groups will only embolden and grow these pro-white groups because we are not stupid. We see what's going on. Now, listen, I I don't think there's any justification for being pro-white or or, or to, to base your, your feelings or your politics based on people's skin color. I think that sort of stuff is bigotry. I think it's hatred. That being said, for a lot of for a long time now, the left has been doing this thing where if you're white, if you're male, that your political points of view are diminished. And I don't know what that is. I don't know what that attitude is. It's widespread on the left, and I don't know what it is if, if not a way to in, inspire racial hatred. Now, I'm not saying it's, it's justified. I'm just saying maybe we need to stop caring so much what people's skin color is. Jay Thomas show coming up next. Sounds like I'm uh, going to join him here at 2.30, so certainly tune in for that. Uh, you can always catch me here Monday through Friday, 1 day, 2 p.m. on uh, WDAY AM and 93.1 FM or 24 hours a day, seven days a week at sayanythingblog.com, North Dakota's most popular political blog. I'm not in tomorrow. Tony Garrick sitting in for me. Thanks for listening. We'll talk again.